Good morning and good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Before Coffee. We're already here with Roger. I think we can get into it. We want to get right into it. <laughs> now you're not muted. Okay. Alright. Yeah, <clears throat> so we've got everyone here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You woke up the squirrel and your technique of difficulties are over. Squirrel? Squirrel. The squirrel that runs your generator or whatever. No, that's day on before coffee. Bonder Plus. Bullshit, that nitrogen policy cannot be otherwise. That's what it translates to, but I believe what they're saying is the nitrogen policy oh. is bullshit and that's it. BBB, largest in six provinces. Another headlines. Crooks, crooks, we got them. Headline. Um, all provincial. UN nuclear watchdog, 2,500 kilos of radioactive material found in Libya. Uh, prosecutors meeting investigating Trump meet with Stormy Daniels dilemma for the ECB European Central Bank buy inflation or save banks and also basketball stuff and football stuff and crazy stuff in the world all together today on before coffee oh it's uh 316. March 16th, 2023. Before coffee. Camp. All right, for our first news story, we're going to be talking about the local Dutch government, uh, provincial governments, not like the election. Mm -hmm. I guess that's interesting because I think they may have gone, gained a lot of traction because of the nitrogen policy, which totally affecting farmers and not big pharma. Just not big pharma, sorry. Big farm, agriculture sector. Totally just affecting the farmers. It has nothing to do with how the agricultural sectors like getting less money. That's just coincidence, okay? Um, <laughs> obviously, I've told which line I stand on in this debacle. Um... So let's see, I'm gonna, it's like a live blog, so I'm just gonna start it from the earliest. Wow, there's a lot of it. Of course there is, because this is Dutch. Dutch uh, web, uh, website. It's a, it's a four page read. Hit the highlights. Yeah, right, I scrolled a lot. Okay, let's look. I don't know who the BB is, so I should probably figure out who that is. There's like 15. Wait, actually, let's count. There are one, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. There are nineteen out of toes. in the Netherlands as of this uh, election, and I think Yo. only about ten of those ever really get votes. So they're definitely ones that exist, but they never get. Oh, any. you get. You do what England does. You get coalitions. Yeah, for, for sure. We definitely coalitions, do. Yeah. Yeah. 
we just got normal people in nutcases. The Bay 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 has won with plus 15, so they gained 15 compared to the last election. And um, the FA Day, which I, I formed for democracy, they lost. That, that's most lost. And all those votes that went to the Forum for Democracy went into the Bay Bay-ish, right? They're probably not directly, but that's who lost the most, right? They went minus 10 election. I, w I wish it would tell you is, but because this is written for Dutch people, but probably already know, right? Um, okay, so the Bay Bay Dutch, Bay anyway. is, stands for... Ranked foreign and burgers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that like gods, way. guns, and? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I believe it? it's it's for it's for farmers and citizens, right? So there's ah, supposed to be the people right party, the workers the log party. The trees. Yeah, we ah oh, yeah. Um, so it's it, it means what now? Borscht is one of them. What's the other one? Boor boors. <laughs> Oh, they said borscht. I was like, oh boy, give me a little beat. which is, uh, is farmers, and then burger, which is citizen. The waking, which is living. Society. Oh. Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, the Bay 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 was uh, bye bye. become the biggest, and they have become the biggest. Oh, that was their goal, and they have reached a gold. Uh, they based their entire election on the nitrogen policy and how it's bullshit because, you know, there's no way we can do this. The government's just trying to control us. Attention is being paid to the election results in the Netherlands and countries around us. The site for Belgian VRT is going to be big with it. New peasant party, I guess that's what they're calling it. Scratched to the largest party. So it started as the peasant party, and now it's the largest party in the Netherlands. Um, yeah. In Zeeland, Flevoland, and Drenthe, which are three of the provinces, started to determine that Bay 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 has become the largest in all three. Are they based on nitrogen uh, policy? Based, okay, so last two years ago, during the pandemic, Netherlands passed law, or... The Netherlands started enforcing a law that they passed 10 years ago that was all farmers have to reduce nitrogen emissions. That's what we agreed to save the environment, right? Okay. That happened yeah. 10 years ago. So it had been 10 years and they're like, hey, we should enforce this policy because uh, this is the limit, right? You're supposed to do it over 10 years. So you need to continue doing it, right? And all, the, all of the farmers got, went to protest. Oh, you're making us lose money because we have to use less cows and less pigs. But less secretly, pigs. behind the what what I this is the stance I took behind the scenes, you find out that the people were handing out protest flags, protest equipment, yeah. happened to be yeah. working for the big agricultural sector, the people that basically buy the goods from the farmers, right? Right. The, yeah. So, and people it's actually really it's like probably the biggest thing that happens in the Netherlands. It's like caused cause the fractures between relationships, right? Like, we don't talk to our neighbor anymore because hmm. um, Han and the neighbor are in a big argument about, like, you have to Whoa. reduce nitrogen. Yeah, but the poor farmers, you know? Oh, the poor farmers. No, who cares? The poor farmers, you know? 
It's like it's like think of the children. Think of the farmers. They're struggling. Yep. Like basically, they're still gonna make money. Actually, yeah. it's gonna be easier for them to maintain their farm because they're not gonna have 50 cows. They're only gonna have 25 cows. That's way easier than 50 cows. They're just trying yeah. to reduce agricultural industry, right? They're trying to make it more manageable and less a giant thing that puts pollution in the air. And, that, and, and that, there's always one side that wants to muddy the waters. Once but it that looks happens, like here that the Bay 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 set their entire vote for us. We're gonna stop the nitrogen policy. So a bunch of farmers yeah. and a bunch of people support the farmers. Yeah, it's their them. build a so wall, they made, right? They it's went their... from they went from like literally two votes, like two or two plus two points. The, yeah. The party system to Appalling. twelve points in the party system. They gained ten. Yeah. Total votes. They have the bit, most votes. Out voting. All power. the disaffected. All the yeah. disaffected got together. It's like uh, when people get build the wall, even though the fuck they they even know what the hell they're even talking about. Build yeah. the wall. There's already a wall, first of all. And, and I'm not. They, I, they, I, yeah. I'm not studying this, so I can't say it's all populism, but it is yeah. at least big news that a party who literally didn't exist in politics did become is the biggest party, all based on all right. having nitrogen emissions. He wants to put the wants to put an end to the cabinet's deadline. I want to change uh -huh. it from 2030 to 2035. Vander Plaats right. is leader of yeah. the Bay Bay Bay, and uh, yeah, it's mostly a lot of. He just likes saying that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, famously, one of the protests was the getting the Dutch the Dutch flag and putting it upside down in protest. Um, because there's a lot of farmers where I live, because I'm in the green heart of. The where all the farming is there was a lot of upside down dutch flags over the highway on other people's houses you know so i've been seeing it for like two years they've been protesting the importance of, of nitrogen okay yeah i wish this video away. Netherlands. okay Manhunt underway, federal manhunt underway for a man who was former governor larry hogan's chief of staff A federal, thank you for the video, it keeps popping up over the story. A federal manhunt is underway for Roy McGrath, once the chief of staff to ex-Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, after he failed to appear in court Monday for the first day of his trial on wire fraud and embezzlement charges. FBI and U.S. Marshals are both working on the search, according to a law enforcement official. There's that stupid ad again. The U.S. Marshals launched an investigative fugitive search after a federal judge issued a warrant for McGrath's arrest. McGrath's fa face is plastered on U.S. Marshal posters, which highlights charges against him for wire fraud, theft in programs, receiving federal funds, and falsification of records from federal investigations. McGrath had surrendered his passport after his arrest, according to the Marshals, making it more difficult for him to try to leave the country. The marshals say they have no indications at this point that McGrath has tried to harm himself and they're operating on a suspicion that remains at large. A law enforcement source tells CBS News that McGrath's family was at his home in Florida when FBI visited the house Tuesday. Chief of staff in Maryland lives in Florida. I mean, it's so suspicious so right away. Like, what? What state you work for, man? The source is high profile and widely circulating photos will make it difficult for him to remain at large. McGrath was scheduled to appear in a federal court in Baltimore in charge related to tenure 
running the Maryland Environmental, Maryland Environmental Services, which provides Maryland residents with services including water, wastewater management, composing, composting, and recycling services. He joined Hogan's office as chief of staff in 2020, Heppert served as MES executives before that, director for three years before that, McGrath was Hogan's deputy chief of staff. The prospective jurors were sent home. No jury is selected. The Justice Department expects McGrath's trial will have to be rescheduled. A new jury pool if they catch him. And the 2021 indictment against McGrath says he sought to enrich himself personally by using his position as executive director of the agency his role as chief of staff of governor to engineer a payment from the agency he should not have received. Prosecutors allege that... McGrath falsified his timesheets where he took a vacation to Europe and he stole money from classes at Harvard. McGrath resigned from Hogan's office weeks after serving his chief of staff job after an investigation found he wasn't forthcoming with a $230,000 severance package he had received from a quasi-government agency, according to court filings. McGrath also pleaded McGrath 53 has been living in Naples, Florida, where that big, gigantic uh, slime is washing on shore pretty soon. Yes. And was supposed to travel to Maryland for the trial, according to court records. Is it possible Hogan could testify in the trial? He was Maryland's governor in 2015 until earlier this year. He has denied knowing about or approving McGrath's severance payment. McGrath has pleaded guilty in all charges. His attorney, Joe Martha, has said he doesn't know where his client is. Unfortunately, I have no idea of Roy's whereabouts. I hope he's safe, and we'll soon have another opportunity to speak. Martha told his, Martha told his lawyer, told CBS WJZ on Tuesday, he has yet to hear from his client. He confirmed McGrath's wife spoke to law enforcement at the couple's home in Naples, Florida, and he said she is cooperating with the investigation. There's no idea. Where husbands whereabouts. So is he in a swamp somewhere? We'll see. Your story. In a swamp somewhere. Well, I don't know. He's, right. He he looks like the type that would probably jump off a bridge. I, I'm <laughs> I didn't just speculate. All right. Well, um, a federal manhunt underway. There you go. Okay, go ahead. Okay. In other European news, we've got. The watchdog, the UN nuclear watchdog, about 2.5 tons of uranium concentrate has been dis has disappeared in Libya. Vectors from the International Atomic Agency, IAEA, nuclear watchdog of the United Nations, discovered this last week, or discovered this this week during an inspection at a site in an area not controlled by the legitimate government. Ten barrels of radioactive material found to be missing. The IAEA boss, Raphael Grossi, writes in a confid confidential statement with Reuters news agency. The inspection should have been done last year. It was postponed because it was not safe in the region. According to the IAEA, Libya insists that the 10 barrels are stored at a relevant location. The exact location has not been disclosed, obviously, because then a bunch of people were running there to get 10 barrels of nuclear material. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't get enough of that stuff. Um... It's really hot. Literally. The IAE is investigating how it's possible that 22,500 kilos of uranium is no longer where it's supposed to be. Grossi is concerned about nuclear safety and speaks of a radioactive risk. 
Uranium concentrate can be enriched for use in nuclear power plant, but also for nuclear weapons. Under the rule of dictator Gaddafi, Libya tried to develop nuclear weapons, and years ago, after Gaddafi was ousted, nuclear program was halted. Since the departure of Gaddafi, power struggle has been raging in Libya between camps, each of which is, has its own government. One is based in Tripoli and is led by internationally recognized Prime Minister Abdul Hamid Nabaiba. The other government, Tripoli. led by Fatih Bashaka, Bashaka, operates from the east of the country. Last summer, dozens were killed in a shelling between rival militias in the capital. Tri that summer, Tripoli, Tripoli, say Tripoli. Tripoli. Tri Tripoli, that's how you say it. Tripoli. But no, I feel like it's, it's Tripoli. To be Tripoli because Poli nah. is Greece, Greek for Greek city. Poli. It's in the Marine Corps hymn. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. That summer, oh, yeah. protesters all broke into Libya Parliament building oh, in the eastern yeah, okay. city of Holbrook. The demonstrators were furious about the political deadlock and corruption and poor living conditions. Presidential elections in Libya were actually planned two years ago, but they were canceled last minute. According to the head of the parliamentary committee, elections could not go ahead on the basis of technical, security, and judicial reports. No new election has yet been held. They found those barrels of nuclear. My story? Yep. FBI investigates fire where Chinese billionaire, a Steve Bannon ally, was arrested. Gu Wengyu, a exiled Chinese billionaire with business ties to Steve Bannon, who has been arrested on federal charges, has been arrested on federal charges out of New York. Who owned the 152-foot-long yacht Lady May, in which Bannon was arrested in August 2020. Guo and Bannon have been under investigation in connection with the GTV Media Group, with the Securities Exchange Commission previously accused of violating security laws. The FBI, FBI arrested Guo, also known as Ho Wan Kwok, Wednesday morning in New York on charges he orchestrated a one point a one billion dollar fraud. Quack is charged they changed his name to Quack now. He's either Guo or he's Quack, okay? Both are the same guy. Quack is charged with lining his pockets with money he stole, including buying himself, his close relatives, a fifth 50,000 square foot mansion, 3.5 million dollar Ferrari. That's a lot M. for a stinking car. And even two $360,000 mattresses and financing a $37 million luxury yacht. Well, you got billions of dollars of other people's money, you're gonna waste it. The SEC filed charges Wednesday that accused Guo and his financial advisor, Kim Ming-ji, of multiple offering frauds that targeted retail events, investors through online and social media posts and videos. Since about April 2020, Go has conducted fraudulent securities offers that collected raised at least hundreds of millions of dollars from investors in the United States and run a rule. I mean, to these investors, Go and his financial advisor, G, misappropriated a large portion of these funds raised a certain raised from a certain of the subject offerings in order to enrich themselves and their family members. The SEC complained. Okay, we are not covering the story of him being arrested. We're tired for a, of the fire. The FBI's 
New York field office is also working to determine whether a two-alarm fire at the Sherry Netherland Hotel is linked to the arrest of Gu. Multiple law enforcement sources told ABC News the FBI agents were still inside Gu's apartment at the time the fire broke out at 12.02, sources told ABC News. Gu was arrested at 6 a.m. in his $32 million apartment in the building. Agents were forced to evacuate when the fire broke out six hours later. Firefighters were called just after noon on a fire at 18th floor, according to FDNY. There's a significant damage to Gu's 15-room penthouse. No one was injured in the fire. Can you say destru- destruction of evidence? <laughs> so he got arrested and had his butler burn the place, is what I'm thinking. Go ahead. <laughs> he had his butler burn the place. All right. Jeeves, Jeeves, you got your matches. Go ahead. Okay, uh, more from Europe. We've got inflation is still high. The economy is holding up a reasonably well, but a storm has started in the banking world. Shaky U.S. banks cause unrest and turbulence in the financial markets and failing stock prices. They have all days. The European Central Bank has to make the another decision on interest interest rates. Central central bankers face a dilemma as they must fight inflation but also stand for financial financial stability. Inflation is fought by raising interest rates, but that can jeopardize financial stability. Actually, it is a trilemma, says economist Mohammed El Iran. Because bankers also have to be careful not to frustrate economic growth with too high interest rates. It is certain that the ECB will raise interest rates again today by half a percentage point. That is a no-brainer, says Carson Brzezinski, chief economist at ING Germany. This was already promised in the last interest rate decision at the beginning of February. Refrain from doing so is not good for the reputation of the ECB. Then it looks like the ECB is a panic and lost its way because the inflation is still high and needs to be fought. It is a sixth interest rate hike in eight months against a high inflation. Energy prices are falling somewhat, but inflation is also is now mainly creeping into the prices of groceries and all kinds of services. Oh wow, that's pretty high. So we've got January, to, I'm looking at a graph, a January 2019, 2%. Then hiked at 14% in September 2022. That's a big, yeah, 14%. Yeah, when they say, when they say, we have a, what they say, a trilemma, like, we're raising interest rates and it's going to make things cost more. And I'm like, the only reason they ever raise interest rates is because the only tool they ever have, there's nothing else they can do, not a damn thing they can do. Well, inflation's going up. Well, let's cut inflation by raising the price of money. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? That makes no sense, but that's what they do. I yeah. And, okay. well, well, now it's at now it's at seven percent. Oh yeah, it's not gonna go down. It's not gonna go down. What's gonna? They're they're trying to stop people from borrowing. You raise their interest rates, people don't stop borrowing. That just makes it worse. Yeah. And, but the banks make more money, or somebody makes more money because they raise their interest rates. Somebody's making money somewhere. And it's like the people with money think that they got to control everything by raising rates and making poor people pay more. It's always the same freaking, it's always the same strategy that never works. It just makes it worse. It makes it worse. What's the, what's the old saying? Uh, to a person whose only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. 
yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm talking too much. Are you doing? Uh, well, I was just gonna say, uh, they're un the ECB, the European Central Bank, is unsure where they're heading and what structural effects in, of the energy crisis and the war in Ukraine are gonna cause later down the line. According to Bretsky, the Silicon Valley Bank is a niche bank and above all an American problem, so it's not really causing any problem to larger European banks. And also, European large European banks do not suffer from poor risk management and one-sided hedging of capital, like Valley Bank scenario. So nobody needs to worry about that occurring. European banks are not doing that in large European banks. You would hope. Uh, you would um, hope. You have no idea what they're doing in banks, man. That's a problem. You have no idea. They ain't gonna tell you. They're laundering money. That's what they're doing. <laughs> The big laundry money laundering operation. When they get caught, they pay a fine. Big, big deal. They're making more money on the side. All right, you're good to go for your next. Uh, Stormy Daniels meets with prosecutors investigating Trump. Port actor Stormy Daniels met Wednesday. Another person with two names, so she probably have her name in it, her real name in here. Porn actor Stormy Daniels met Wednesday with prosecutors who are investigating hush money paid to her by former. President Donnie Slimeball Trump. <laughs> yeah, for a lawyer. How does anybody vote for this guy? Come on. Oh, I'm a Christian. I voted for the guy that pays off porn stars. Yeah, that's my deal. I'm so morally sound. The news emerges. Michael Cohen, a former Trump attorney who orchestrated the payment, was giving second day testimony for a New York grand jury looking to the matter. The $130,000 payment was made in 2016 as Trump's first presidential campaign in his first weeks was in its final weeks and Daniels was negotiated to go on television her claims of a sexual encounter a decade earlier Cohen made the payment arrangement to pay a different woman a, a different woman not even naming her but she was a playboy model Daniels met with yeah, and answered questions from Manhattan prosecutors and is willing to be in her witnesses is willing to be a witness her Attorney Clark Brewster tweeted, the adult film actor tweeted her thanks to him helping for helping me in our continuing fight for truth and justice. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office declined to comment. Later, Wednesday, Cohen emerged from what he expected its final day of testimony. He said he would continue to provide prosecutors any information, any cooperation that they need. I was strange when Trump crawling and said he isn't out for vindication or revenge. That's it's this is not about him. This is about holding accountability, truth to power, and everything else in between. Go Michael Cohen! Daniel <laughs> No, he's one of my favorite dudes because he used to be a, he's just funny. He's hilarious. Actually pretty funny. Daniels has said he has twenty two thousand six sexual encounter with Trump. She didn't want, but didn't want to say no to, but didn't say no to. Trump says it never happened. <laughs> That's why he paid her off. The former president's current lawyer said Trump was invited to testify before grand jury those plans to do so. Federal prosecutors in 2018 charged Cohen with campaign finance crimes laid the payments to Daniels and Playboy model Karen McDougal, arguing that the payouts monitored impermissible gifts to Trump's election effort. McDougal, who was paid $150,000, oh, that's why she's mad. She got cheated out of 20 grand. No, I'm just kidding. Alleged she had an affair with Mary Trump in 20. 20 yeah. 
Cohen pleaded guilty and served prison time and was disarmed, disbarred. Federal prosecutors never charged Trump with any crime. Manhattan prosecutors have been examining whether any state laws are broken in connection with Pitten. The way Trump company compensated Cohen for his work to keep the woman's allegations quiet. Cohen and federal prosecutors said the company paid him $420,000 to reimburse him for the payment to Daniels and the cover to bonuses and other support expenses. The company classified those payments internally as legal expenses. Falsifying business records could be a misdemeanor under state law and a felony if, the, if fudging paperwork is done connection with a more serious crime. Yeah, uh, that's basically the story, but again, we're... I guess uh, Manhattan got tired of, why hasn't this guy been locked up for the eight or nine of the things he did? Yeah, we right. got to do it now? Okay, I guess so. You know, we'll find you. Know, he obviously broke the law because somebody went to prison for it. <laughs> the same thing. Like, the see, he's even like, yeah, whatever. Okay. But that was federal. The federals are like, oh, we can't prosecute somebody for breaking the law. What the hell? That's going to start some kind of trend. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. A media, in media news, this happened on Monday, but uh, other things were happening, so I turned on something else. Japanese mm-hmm. writer and Nobel laureate Kenzoburo Oh dies. Japanese writer and Nobel Prize winner Kenzoburo Oh has passed away. He was 88. Oh wrote novels based on his childhood memories of the post-war occupation of Japan and on his life with a mentally handicapped son. He died on March 3rd, but his publisher had only just announced this week. 1994, O was awarded the Nobel, Pre- Nobel Prize in Literature, second Japanese writer after Yasunari Kawabata in 1968. Swedish Academy praised him for his poetic writing style, in which he created an imagery where imaginary world where life and myth merged, to form a disturbing picture of the predicament in which humanity finds itself. O's books about the American occupation and after World War III, to the eyes of a 10-year-old boy, caused great discomfort in the country. It included nuclear weapons, pacifism, and other political and social philosophical themes. In 2005, he was sued for libel by two retired officers for a 1970 essay about the island of Okinawa, where a U.S. base was established after the war. O wrote the, that the members of the Japanese army had forced civilians on the island to commit suicide during the invasion of the Allies in 1945. The court dismissed the tra- charge and stated that the army had indeed been closely involved with suicides. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeez. this isn't libel. You did, you know, people were right. there and you saw them kill themselves. According to the Nobel Prize Committee, post-war humiliation deeply affected him and colored his work. He himself called writing a way to expel demons. He remained socially in- involved into the old age, his, his old age. O was born into a traditional family as the third of seven children on January 31st, 1935, in a village on, on the southern island of Goku. family had lived there for hundreds of years, and no one had ever left. Women of O clan described... Uh, sorry. The women of the O clan traditionally told stories and legends. influenced him greatly. His father died in the war, and his mother raised him with the books Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, The Wonderful Journeys of Nils Holgersen made a great impression on him. He left the village to study French literature at the University of Tokyo and started playing, writing plays during that time. According to the Sweet Academy, his style was strongly influenced by Western writers such as Dante, Poe, Robbie Lias, 
Alzac, Elliot, and Sartre. Go. Right. Ready to do basketball. Ready to do basketball. How do you want to cover the games last night? There was two women's games, two men's games. All right. In the men, I'll give the men's scores. The men's scores: Fairly Dickinson, eighty-four; Texas Southern, sixty-one. I don't know who you picked. I, I picked uh, FDU and Nevada. Oh wait, for the female. Another win for you. Another one for you. Arizona State destroys Nevada, 98 to 73. Oh, darn, so I lost both, one. We both have, lost that one. I have three to four. Three out All of right, four for so, that. And in the women's uh, bracket, there was two games. Uh, unless you have them, we'll look them I up. I do have them just, open. They okay. won't just display them. I watched the highlights of those two. Women's good games are close. results are... We've got Sacred Heart winning against Southern U, 57 to 47. That's a win for me. I got that one. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Mississippi State winning against Illinois, 70 to 6. So okay, those are I the two. Those did. two teams advance. And I got Mississippi State as well. I think. Yeah. Oh, so that's two for me. I lost money. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I lost money. It wasn't a lot. It was like a dollar. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, so you ready to do your brackets? Uh, a lot of team. You ready then? You got your brackets ready? I got mine, so. Gonna be a lot of listing, yeah. Okay, we're gonna start in the south, because that's on my upper left. Okay, which one's the, the south? south? Alabama? Yep, Alabama, okay. A&M, Corpus Christi. Who you got? I'm gonna do Alabama for that one. Me too. Pretty obvious. That's like not a no-brainer there. <laughs> one versus sixteen. Yeah, sixteen only. Does sixteen win against the one seed. Like <laughs> it's happened one time in the history of college uh, men's college basketball. It never happened history in women's time, college basketball. It happened one time, and it happened to Virginia. It was a sixteen. They lost to one, right? Yeah. The very next season, Virginia won a national championship. <laughs> yeah, Isn't right. that funny? <laughs> the, from the from the outhouse to the penthouse, as they said. Okay, right. Maryland versus West Virginia. Are you gonna be homers? Maryland, because I'm from Maryland. Okay, we're both homers on this one. I'm okay, on and we're gonna go ahead and pick that second round game. Do you mind? Because it's gonna be on Saturday, and we ain't gonna be able to pick it. Oh, okay. So you want to see who whoever wins? Yeah, we're gonna one? pick the second round game now. Alabama, Maryland. Who you got? Ugh, I don't know. I want to. I just want to no go. No pressure. Home. I think it's okay if I just go home all the way. If they lose, okay. they lose, right? Okay, I'm gonna go chalk. You go home or I'm going chalk. We're gonna make these entries in blue pen. Okay. And then Monday we'll do a sweet 16. Okay. Uh, okay, next game we got is San Diego State and Charleston. Number, it's a number of. Uh, I'll go with San Diego. It's a number, what is it? Five 13. versus 12. 13 versus four. Oh no, yeah, it is. It's five, five versus 12. I'm taking Charleston. Okay. Okay. All right, and Virginia Furman. Furman is purple, so I'm gonna choose that one. <laughs> that might not be a bad choice. I don't know. Uh, Virginia, I've got Virginia, and in that matchup, I've got Virginia advancing. So my picks totally destroy your back bracket. <laughs> oh no. Who do you got between uh, 
Furman in San Diego. I think we'll go San Diego. All right. Then we got Creighton versus NC State in the six versus 11. I'm going to go with NC. I've got Creighton. I've already wrote these down. I'm just filling them in darker. Yeah. Then we have Baylor versus University of California, Santa Barbara. That's what UCSB is. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor. Baylor. That sounds like... Let's say it. Baylor. It's it's actually... It's a Texas university named after a woman. Did you know that? There you go. They won the national championship. I'm going to put NC... And about That's three years ago, they won the national championship. Uh, where do you got NC State? Um, you got NC State if winning Baylor that round? If wins and NC State wins, then their bracket, I think NC State will win. I've got Creighton. Okay. Um, I've got Creighton beating Baylor. Okay, next one. You got Missouri versus Utah State. It's like a lot of these plays, I'm like, how do they play basketball? I'm just going to... <laughs> okay, I've got Utah State. Arizona versus Princeton. You've got Ivy League versus Desert. Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I think I'll go with Arizona because they... Okay. And the winner of that second round game is going to be... I want to put Arizona. Man, I've got them too. Purdue, oh. number one. We're, we're going to the East region. Okay. East region, Purdue, Texas Southern. Well, I think, I'm pretty sure Purdue is favorite. Yeah, we're going chalk. Texas Southern, uh, okay, we got Memphis for this. Memphis with Coach Penny Hardaway versus Florida Atlantic. Well, I think Florida's game will be affected by the big stink, so we're going to go with <laughs> All, all the four teams are going to lose because they're going to be... Had them, I had them picked for the upset, too, for some reason. We're both <laughs> in the same wavelength there. we got Duke versus Oral Roberts. They're uh, playing against one guy. It's one guy named Duke against another guy <laughs> named Oral Roberts. I'm going to do Duke because they have a really good uh, marching band. <laughs> Pretty good basketball sport. team, I hear, too. Yeah. Different sport, but... <laughs> Oral Roberts is just two two guys named Bob that won't shut up. Yeah. Anyway. I got Duke. In Tennessee, Louisiana. Um, um, I'm going to go schools. with Tennessee. I think Louisiana's better at swimming. <laughs> Tennessee. I got Tennessee also. Oh, yeah. We got to pick the second round of uh, I'm gonna Purdue. I'm going to put Purdue for, for the first... Yeah, that's Purdue. You got Duke. I'm get, I'm gonna take Tennessee in the upset. Okay. I'm an upset-minded guy. They happen a lot more often in the men's tournament, so I'm. I may even gamble on some of these. Probably not. <laughs> not based on what happened last night. <clears throat> we got Kentucky and Providence. Uh, I'll go with Providence. That's not a bad pick. A Big East school. They're they're a decent decent team. Kentucky's up and down sometimes. I've got Kentucky though. The next game I've got Kansas State versus Montana State. I'm gonna go with Kansas because like Montana basketball. Okay, go 
the somebody <laughs> they won their conference okay go, go capture a bull yeah. or something <laughs> hey montana we love you okay but i'm gonna put kansas as winning that second all right all right and uh that's probably a safe bet they are the national champions <laughs> Michigan State versus University of Spoiled Children, USC. <laughs> oh no, my fellow yeah. spoiled children. University of Southern California. Uh, who we got? I feel like I, I feel like I hear Michigan State a lot about sport. <laughs> I don't know which sport they're talking about. <laughs> Tom Izzo's their coach. He's one. At least one national. I, I know Marquette, too. and I, I'm going to pick Marquette for the next. Marquette is actually good. Marquette. I've All right, so it. we got I've Kansas versus Marquette in the Sweet 16. Over the other side of the brackets, because we're going to be picking women's brackets tomorrow, so we can't do. And I'm going to put Marquette is winning that in Michigan. In 48 picks in one day. Tomorrow too. Okay, Houston. Northern Kentucky. That's chalk for me. Chalky, chalky. Oh yeah, they are number one. Hard to argue against that. If it was Marquette, it's chalky in Milwaukee because they're <laughs> in Milwaukee. Uh, anyway. I'm gonna go with Auburn for the next one. Auburn over Iowa. I've got both of those. I got Houston advancing between yep. those two. Yeah, I got Miami, Florida, and Drake. We have a rapper playing as all city. I'm gonna. I think we Drake's got, gonna win all by himself. Drake is just gonna pull out some. He's gonna drop some. What do they call it? He's gonna drop some bars on him. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna drop some bars on him. And I'll I also don't put speak Kent, I'll also put Kent State. Oh. I got Indiana beating Kent State, and I've got Indiana beating Drake. Okay. And then Iowa and Pittsburgh. Iowa State in Pittsburgh. I want to vote for Pitt again, but like. You think they can't win twice? I don't think I. After watching a lot of esports, I never believe anybody can win twice. I will say Iowa has a pretty good offensive team for, but they don't play a lot of defense. Iowa and anyway. then Xavier with Xavier advancing. Xavier. I have Kennesaw State. The only reason I say this, because I heard their coach interviewed on the radio the other day. Okay. Just, okay. And I'm pulling for them. And there's always a team like this that comes up. And I have a friend from like Penn that. State, so I'm go, gonna go with Penn State for the next one. Okay. And I got, I got I'm gonna go because I like their coach. I'm gonna go with Colgate because uh, you need to keep you your, like your teeth clean. With Penn advancing. <laughs> Texas and Colgate. I've got Texas because they beat Kansas just recently, and I can sneeze at that. They kicked Kansas's ass up and down the court, as a matter of fact. Oh, and no. then I've got Iowa beating Kennesaw. Okay. That's it for the Midwest region. What do you have in Texas? Uh, I'm sorry, Colgate and Penn State. Who'd you have? I, I said Penn's going to win. Uh, <laughs> and Iowa. Iowa State. Why did I say Iowa? It's Iowa State. There's Iowa and there's Iowa State. They're both in this tournament. Did we hit Iowa yet? 
No, I'm I'm at Kansas and Howard. Uh, so the west region, the west. Okay. I didn't know Howard was so bad. I thought Howard would be good. That's uh, Kansas State. See, I'm not awake because we said Kansas before, and in, in the east region it was Kansas State. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is Kansas State not ranked? Kansas not ranked one. Okay, Kansas versus Howard. Would you? Kansas pick? is probably gonna win. Yeah, they're gonna this win. Probably. <laughs> Arkansas and Illinois. Uh, I'll go with I'll go th with Illinois. I got Arkansas. The Kansas winning again. I got Kansas winning that one anyway. All right, and we got St. Mary's in California. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Virginia home. Commonwealth. I'm gonna go home with St. Mary's. Let's. St. Mary's is actually in California. I know. <laughs> and uh, VCU is closer to home because it's Virginia Commonwealth. So. Uh, Yukon, which is Connecticut. They have a dog, so I'm gonna go Iona. with Yukon. They have a dog. Oh yeah, they're the Huskies. You're gonna go with the Huskies, okay? So the but Huskies I'm gonna go with next round. I'm gonna go with St. Mary's winning in the end, I guess. Really? Okay. Okay, we got TCU Arizona State. Where's TCU? Texas. Texas Christian University. Ah, oh, Christians. Okay, I'm gonna go with Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Christians. Arizona I think State. All, I think basically most of these guys are Christians. Right, I know, right? But they put yeah, in their like, name. And then Gonzaga, that's a cool name. I'm gonna... Gonzaga's perennial powerhouse, yeah. That's I've got a TCU. really cool name. And I'm, and I'm gonna Gonzaga. put with Gon, Gonzaga winning overall there. And I've got Gonzaga winning that round too. Okay, next, uh, last four, we got Northwestern, which is in Chicago, basically. I'm gonna Boise go with State. Boise. Hey, Boise. Then UCLA. Too. I know the, those UCLA. guys are good. And then UCLA winning overall. And that's our hill bracket. And that's, that's us filled out to Sweet 16. This will go much shorter on Monday. Uh, Tomorrow we do the women's here, bracket. The same how, thing. This... I'm showing oh, you your camera's that. down here. Okay. Yeah, I'm showing oh, you that's what you filled out? Big camera. Woof. It's very well, messy, is... but I can read it. So that's all I've got. You got to print this thing out right here. Oh, you yeah. Printer. Yeah, you print it. <laughs> that's the women's out. bracket. I'll print one out. That's the men's right. Okay, print it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. But it didn't go slow. Okay, this day in history is running out of time or whatever. <laughs> um, Richard Stallman, American computer program, was born in that programmer was born in 1953. Bernardo Bertolucci, Italian director, was born in 1940. Jerry Lewis, American comedian, born in 1926. Joseph Mengele, German Nazi lowlife, was born in 1911. More events in this day. Russia annexed Crimea in 2014. On this day, 1968, the My Lai Massacre. On this day, Vietnam War U.S. soldiers dispatched on a search and destroy mission killed as many as 500 unarmed civilians in the hamlet of My Lai, considered a stronghold of Viet Cong. And what is the My Lai Massacre? Only one person ever was punished for that. Oh, really? And he was let out of prison at that time. He didn't serve too long. And, ooh, else than this day in history, Ferdinand Magellan, sailing under the Spanish flag, circumvent on his 
circumnavigation, circumnavigation of the globe reached the Philippines, securing the first alliance of the Pacific Islands for Spain. Nice. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States in 1751, was born on this day. Happy birthday, Jimmy Madison! <laughs> <laughs> in 1802, the United States Military Academy at West Point was originally founded. So happy birthday to the Army's little Army training school in there in West Point, New York. American author Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter, Letter was per- published or purchased. Okay, man. That's, That's a lot of stuff. I loaded you up. Information. U.S. Marines captured the Japanese island of Iwo Jima in 1945. A place I've actually been. Like I slept there. Yeah. On the beach. And that's today's news in March 13, 2023. Alrighty. That has been Allison here from the Netherlands remarking on how the farmers, the peasantry peasantry are taking over. Watch out, bourgeoisie. They're coming for you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for finding out who sucks at guessing. Well, is it tomorrow? Who sucks at guessing uh, brackets? Pins team, well, right? there's going to be 16 men's games today. 16. So uh, we're going to find out who uh, the, sucks It's at awesome guessing. television. It's yeah. awesome television. Live television is always almost. Bu- there's like three. There's going to be three or four buzzer beaters. Like feel, there's going to be some guy. Feel right? free to fill out your bracket at home. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you may be seeing this after the tournament. Us, and uh, we'll feel see free, tomorrow. feel free to gamble on all my picks and blame <laughs> me personally, because I am not like these guys on the radio that hide from their picks and go, ah, that guy told me to pick minus four and he lost by twenty-two points. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna go and blame him, and he's there in the radio the next day going, I told you to make those picks, and these are for entertainment purposes only. I'm telling you to make these picks. Me, I'm telling you to make these picks. Anyway. <laughs> and hold me personally responsible for the low Great life decisions. I've become. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so have a good day. March 16th, 2023. The weather's better today. No wind, not much wind, and uh, I can go look for that fugitive now. All right. Uh, former chief of staff. He's probably hiding somewhere in this town. All kinds of <laughs> nefarious stuff going on here. Next time, before coffee. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notify buttons. And follow our other channels. Toxic Alley, History of Gravy, and Scratchy Old Records.